I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Today's message has not turned out to be a sermon. I always set out to write a sermon, but occasionally it just doesn't come together. So this is more of a commentary on two Bible texts. The first is from 1 John. There are three letters towards the end of the Bible, 1 John, 2 John and 3 John. Most mainstream scholars would agree that they weren't written by the disciple called John, but came out of a community of Jesus followers, early Christians, who held a set of beliefs in line with what we read in John's Gospel. 1 John is the longest of the three texts, and I'm going to read from chapter 3, verses 16 to 24. And as I read it, listen for something about love, something about words and actions, something about knowing right and wrong in your heart, mention of the Holy Spirit, and finally, a call to believe in the name of Jesus. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions. And in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth, and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. This is a beautifully simple passage, and yet it contains so much truth. Jesus loves us so much that he is prepared to die. If you see someone in need and do nothing, then you can't say that you are full of God's love. Actions speak louder than words. We almost always know what is right and what is wrong in our hearts. And God knows too. Our job as Jesus followers is to believe in his name and to love one another. God lives in us and we know that because we are full of God's Holy Spirit. Just nine verses. If you've got any time today or this week, spend five minutes reading and pondering these words. From 1 John 3, 16-24 
The next text that I'm going to read is much longer, and it's a story. It's from chapters 3 and 4 of the book known as The Acts of the Apostles. I'll read it all through, and as I do, listen out for the themes that I've just been talking about in the first reading. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, Silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John and, because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? they asked. 
everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again, and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. So, three points that I want to make. Peter and John speak and act in the name of Jesus. And they're very clear about this. Jesus did amazing things during his three years of ministry. And some people still remember this, but others have never even heard of him. Peter and John tell his story. And then they continue to write that story by invoking his name in what they say and do. This is such a big challenge to us. Believe in and act in the name of Jesus and say that name out loud. Last summer, we were all happy to eat out and help out in the name of Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson and happy to tell everyone that that's what we were doing. But we are strangely quiet about what we do in Jesus' name. The second point is about truth and power. On the surface, the rulers and the elders have the power. They run the temple and the people do what they say. And they call Peter and John to account for their actions. And Peter speaks out. He speaks about a simple act of kindness, a healing, and why and how this has happened. He speaks the truth. And he doesn't claim it for himself, but for Jesus. And what we see is that actually, without the truth on their side, the rulers and the elders have no power. The tables are turned. There's so much in our society that's broken or could be better. And it's so easy for us to be disheartened and to feel that it's beyond us. Other people have the power. There's nothing that we can change. But actually, if you know the truth, then you do have the power and you can make the change. It will probably be one conversation, one person, one situation at a time. But nevertheless, we have it within us to do something. Which brings me to my final point. John and Peter are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are too. It won't be many weeks until we celebrate the great feast of Pentecost, when the first disciples first received the Holy Spirit, and their lives were transformed. I believe that the Holy Spirit works in our lives in two ways. First, it gives us the power to go with the truth, the confidence to step out and to speak up. But secondly, and just as importantly, 
it shows us another side to God. The breath, the gentleness, the feminine, the qualities of humility, mercy and grace. Step out and speak up, but do it appropriately and with love. So a lot to think about today. We are an Easter people. We are here because Jesus is risen. There's a lot more going on here than simply a good man with some admirable values. And then some like-minded people who keep his memory alive. This is about the creative power and love of God. Witnessed to and seen in Jesus Christ. And continuing through the transforming actions of the Holy Spirit. Working in us. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.